So picture this. You're one of four Confederate boats designed to protect the port. And you're looking out upon the harbor, out to the ocean, and what do you see? 77 Union gunboats coming right at you. Hello and welcome to Civil War in Hindsight. I'm Lieutenant Tommy. With me, as always, is Prospector Johnny. And we've got some good news this week, Prospector. So, uh, finally. Yeah, some finally, it seems finally like it's been a news. while. It's been a minute. Um, it's been a minute. Since we've had uh, any sort of good news other than maybe a little skirmish uh, one somewhere. So uh, something substantial happened? Something or? substantial will happen towards the end of the week, but we'll, we'll get into it. Another month ends, Johnny, with another one beginning. Not a whole lot happened. Over the last month in in October, there kind of a kind of a quiet no, month. Was, yeah, people kind of slapping at each other a little bit, but nothing changing hands. No big territories gained or lost. Uh, I guess a little bit, kind of with Virginia. Yeah, Western Virginia. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that that's pretty. That's pretty much under Union control. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that's kind of a big deal, but that's about it that's about it yep uh this week is going to begin on november 1st with general scott officially stepping down and retiring at west point with mcclellan being tapped as his replacement although okay. from the from the rumor mill from what i'm hearing is scott is not too happy about mcclellan taking over his position uh he he, he didn't really like mcclellan running his mouth about uh, about him being old and fat so uh, well, it doesn't seem I mean... like uh he's wanting that to happen but he is he old calls and fat. It like he sees it yeah well and and scott himself is like yeah i'm old i'm fat i'm so, really not okay so we like mcclellan uh mcclellan Maybe. hasn't done anything as of yet i mean he was tapped okay. for the uh for the army of the potomac but i mean he hasn't really done anything up to this point he's just so kind of sitting and waiting on him. okay mm -hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not i I'm tracking this week to see if it's a good week or a bad. Week. Good week or bad week. Uh, I'm yeah, not that... going to mark anything for that because we don't know yet. Yeah, we do, we don't know uh, yet. Is Scott being gone? That's good though, right? <clears throat> Scott Scott being well, I mean, you know, he's he's the longest running military career uh, personnel that I think we've ever had in, in American yeah. history. Okay, I mean, so that's he is good because a good illustrious career. Old. Yeah, way too old. Uh, uh, he did do very well with the Mexican American War. I mean, uh, but uh, I mean, congratulations. But, uh, but we are fighting a different war today than you fought <laughs> very... uh, during the Mexican yeah, very, very, war. very much a different war. One point here, Johnny, that you might want to put down on the bad, bad side of your board there is that we are unfortunately going to lose two of those ships from a Sherman 77 ship fleet that set sail last at the end of last week towards oh. uh, towards Port Royal. They do get caught up in a storm. Two of the boats do sink. However, the Marine detachments that were on both vessels were able to escape to safety. So no real loss oh. of life. Um, so no but casualties. We, but we do was... lose. We do lose two boats. But out of seventy-seven, to a storm, not to the Confederates. No, to a to a storm. Uh, all okay, the cap. Well, I mean, that's just that's something that's going to happen. I'm not putting that on the bad side. Uh, know, since we didn't lose the men. On no, the we didn't lose the men on the boats. So. Uh, all the captains of the remaining vessels do order uh, open up sealed orders that revealed a rendezvous point uh, in the event that they got separated due to a storm. So I mean, this was a foreseeable <laughs> thing that I could mean, happen. The ocean is a terrifying place. And they do successfully want rendezvous outside of Port Royal or on their way to Port Royal and do okay. rendezvous. And, Johnny, uh, Fremont is going to uh, negotiate a prisoner exchange with General Price, Confederate General Price. Uh, and who does Fremont exchange in these prisoners, you might be wondering? Uh, political prisoners that were arrested because of their opinion by Lincoln. So um, uh, he negotiates the release of some of these uh, people that were arrested without habeas corpus. <laughs> 
to uh so at this point i mean i might put that on the good line like i, I haven't mean, liked fremont up to this point but you're releasing yeah, kinda, people who probably should have been yeah, prisoners yeah. to begin with so i'm okay with but that's at least funny and put it up yeah, there you're, you're you're undoing some dictatorship type stuff here so that's uh uh, that's okay in my book. Uh, but Lincoln isn't too happy about this and says, "Oh, you don't say." <laughs> but says specifically that he doesn't have the authority to do this, which Lincoln didn't really have the legal I'm authority sorry. To, to begin with. But whatever. And uh, and on the second, Johnny Fremont is officially relieved of his command when a uh, messenger penetrates Fremont's guards uh, at Springfield and delivers the orders personally to General Fremont, saying that uh, yeah, General Hunter is now officially in command of the forces in Missouri. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the service. Okay. You are no longer needed. Oh, that's, I mean. No. General Fremont is going to protest as he is about to engage in battle with Price and says, because these 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 orders say, if I'm about to engage with an enemy, you can't relieve me. Oh, uh, and okay. then the, the messenger points out that says, yeah, uh, Price is 60 miles away. <laughs> so you're not. No, not close enough. You're not you're, actually You're not going to, to get 60 miles in uh, this afternoon. No, that's not. Um, you're not going to so, get sixty yeah, miles in a day or two. About yeah. to, we'll figure it out. You're, you're yeah. gone. Yeah, so you're he, gone. So it did go through. He's it's it's, it's gone through. He is he's now relieved. Although some bye. of Fremont, yeah, bye. <laughs> Although some of Fremont's <laughs> officers have suggested a mutiny and suggested that Fremont secede oh. and form his own Western nation, the nation of Missouri. But um, that 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 doesn't. Don't worry. That doesn't. That, that they don't. He doesn't get it. Fremont has enough brain in his head going, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to work the way you want it to. <laughs> uh, I can't even get the rebels out of Missouri. You want so, me to get and, the Federals so out not, too? Not even secede into the Confederacy. Just no, secede and form his own, very own, his new, own nation. new, new Western, na- Western nation. Good luck. In Missouri. Yeah, good luck. But that doesn't okay, go through. Okay, well, glad that, glad that that was uh, suggested. That's, yeah. That's, you know, that was just some drunken, you know, second lieutenant. <laughs> Right, yeah, who always has terrible ideas. Poke, poke, <laughs> yeah, poke the bear there, yeah, that's all. That's all that is. Um, on the 3rd, uh, General Hunter is going to take official command of, of those Western forces in Missouri. And Traitor President Davis is going to write a letter to, to uh, General Johnson reassuring him that the rumors that he had heard from Beauregard that, uh, that uh, President or Traitor President Davis had refused his request to pursue the Union after Manassas was complete and total bullshit. In fact, Davis reminded Johnson that, no, I, I gave orders f- to Beauregard specifically to pursue the North yeah. after the Battle yeah. of Manassas. And it, and, and then they got stalled and didn't do it. So uh, this yeah. isn't this is on him, not on me. So right now we've got Trader President Davis pointing fingers at Beauregard and Beauregard pointing fingers at Trader President Davis, each going like, "You're you're the reason the war is still going on because we could have won at Manassas if we just pursued." And yeah, who, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, get over it. It's you're done. It, it, yeah, it didn't happen, and now you're still fighting a war. I, I don't see that you can't afford. Uh, but in any case. On the 4th, uh, Traitor President Davis is going to get General Lee and General Cooper involved in this political pissing match by demanding oh, if they have heard of Beauregard's claims. So he gets his other generals, his other like top five guys here going, All right. Hey. I want everybody from the rumor mill. Give me every rumor you've heard. How far did it spread? <laughs> this is, this is which, most... one, which one, you know, bit his teeth yeah, everybody yeah. more? Who's, who's, and this is the most ridiculous. Like, this is like chi- this is this is a schoolyard. This is I mean, school children are that are just sitting there. Just ah, oh, I yeah, can't. They're not suited. They're not suited to run a country. No, I, I wouldn't think so. Let alone during war and secession yeah. and yeah. traitorism <laughs> and just being bad. Like um, I mean, clearly wrong side. 
Clear, clearly wrong side. Uh, on the 5th, General Lee will be transferred slash promoted, depending on how you look at this. I would almost say it's a demotion. What? To commander of the new Department of South Carolina, Georgia, and East Florida. Uh, he is being removed from the from the command of the Western Virginia troops, and he's being placed in the command of the South Carolina, Georgia, and East Florida troops. Okay. So that whole coast, though, right? Yeah, and but there's, I mean, yeah, but there's like, like other than Fort Pickens. There's not much. There's not much going on there, there. right now. No. Nope. Well, and it's a lot more to travel to, you know, kind of oversee. Yeah, a lot more landmass here than in Western Virginia. Yeah, stuff and, you know all that. Uh, General Stonewall Jackson, hero of the Battle of Manassas, is going to take command of the new Department of the Shenandoah Valley. Um, we'll see how that plays out for the Confederates. Just moving a lot of people around. I think maybe these are people who are more supportive of T.P. Davis. Maybe that's why he's making these promotions, new positions so just, for yeah, him. Getting his, getting the people who have shown loyalty to him and. Or just yes men to him. Or maybe just probably. yes, maybe just yes men. Uh, on November sixth, Traitor President Davis will officially be elected the president of the Confederate fake states of America because uh, they have. He was just acting president up to this point, so now he's uh, he's officially elected. I and wonder I'm how put that this, election went. I'm putting this in quote elected because he was the only one on the ballot, running completely and totally unopposed to no other political party <laughs> other than the Democrat Party. So um, oh my god, yeah, elected. How jealous do you think Lincoln is? <laughs> he got to run unopposed. Like that. I mean, what a Complete dream for dictatorship. Yeah, what, what a dream for Lincoln. Yeah. His ideals. I bet you Lincoln's next election will be unopposed. <laughs> Uh, and Johnny, this week, Johnny, it's going to end uh, officially with two battles. Two battles. We got two of them here. So we'll start off with a good one, the one that we alluded to at the beginning of this uh, at the beginning of this intro. We start off with the Battle of Port Royal and Sherman's Navy. So under the command of Flag Officer okay. Dupont, uh, the Union Federal forces are going to steam their now seventy-five ships into Port Royal Sound, right outside of Port Royal. Uh, since the okay. loss of the Marines, they determined that maybe a land invasion of the two forts that protect. Uh, the port would not be the best idea, and we'll just bombard them with our seventy-five ships I with mean, cannons. Because you know, yeah, it seems like a, yeah, just overwhelm them, right? And if nothing else, since we've seen how little damage a whole bunch of cannon fire can do, uh, make a lot of noise, scare the crap out of them. Yeah, we're gonna make a lot I mean, of noise. That's intimidating. Yeah, I mean, just just that number of ships on the horizon coming your way. The largest, enough, yeah, they start firing. Largest naval force ever assembled in the United States up to this point. Uh, 75 ships with 12,000 men uh, versus the Confederates' f four ships. <laughs> 44 cannons between the two forts and 3,000 men. So at this point, numbers oh. are very much on the Union side. I don't see how we lose this one. I the mean, please, uh, please, we don't, right? We don't. No, we don't lose this one. Uh, the plan was to split the forts uh, using a circle pattern. So this, the forts are on the opposite side. We have a circle. We we we, we circle the wagons, so to speak, with the boats, and okay. that way, at all times, uh, the boats are putting on fire either at Fort uh, uh, Walker or Fort Fort Beauregard, which I shit you not, that's the name of the other fort, Fort Beauregard. Like, calm your shit. Beauregard, like you, like you, you've not you, you won one battle, and you're gonna name a fort after yourself. Like, get, I mean, get, I, calm no down. No one else is out here winning battles. <laughs> Fair point, I guess. Uh, but this this plan quickly goes to uh, goes awry when they realize that there's complete enfilade 
uh, from uh, like they were completely protected from Fort Walker if they sit in this one position, yeah. uh, you know, uh, on the water. So they just the Union boats all just sit in this one position on the water and just bombard the shit out of Fort Walker because their cannons can't get to them and uh, and and the Fort Beauregard can't get to them. So they're just completely <laughs> protected and all they're doing is just raining hellfire on Fort Walker. By mid-afternoon, most of the guns in Fort Walker were completely silenced, and the troops wind up abandoning it. A small federal landing party from the flagship of the Union boats decides to go over there and seize Fort Walker. Once Walker is, is fallen, uh, the troops in Fort Beauregard look and go, uh, yeah, we have like, like 0% that. chance of winning <laughs> this one, uh, and maybe we need to get it the hell out of here before we get, like, surrounded and can't so they hightail it the hell out of there another oh. another landing craft goes on to uh, to take over fort beauregard and by the evening more union troops have landed at the port itself securing this little chunk of south carolina oh. so now we have twelve thousand union troops in south carolina at port royal Love providing that. the union with a valuable base to resupply the anaconda plans you know that are our, yeah. our blockade they can supply that blockade with coal fuel for the steamers and they can oh. supply them with with food as well as the staging point where we can invade into south carolina if we so I mean, choose yeah, it's just a, a feeding yeah a feeding zone and we already have twelve thousand men there Ooh. i mean that's huge in itself I mean, what an invasion uh, all the gunfire that we, we had, thousands, thousands of rounds of gunfire, Johnny. I got the casualty report here. You ready for it? Uh, eight Union killed with 23 wounded, while the Confederates lost 11 killed, 48 wounded, three captured, and four missing. These four missing are dudes that weren't like, deuces were out. This is, <laughs> there's no fun anymore. Yeah, it's no, no fun when you get, it's no fun when you get shot at. <laughs> yeah, uh... So, uh, that was a total combination of 25,000 people crashing together as some, you know, are yeah. you know, fighting and like 40 got hurt <laughs> yeah. or died. Yeah, yeah. A little Ish. over 50. Yeah, yeah, like like I 60 mean, like 60 60 sub. Yeah, that's not Well done there. Uh -oh. Not a, not a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a positive. Yeah, limited casualties. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty I, good. I feel like if you just got if we're that gonna, group of, together, you're going to have if you're gonna fight a war, at least have yeah. I mean, keep it keep less, low. Yeah, less civilized. Let's make it make it a yeah. civil civil war. And yeah, just destroy their stuff with all of your cannons, and then and that and that leave. civil civil war kind of ends here also on the seventh because on the morning of the seventh, hundreds of miles away, way out in uh, Kentucky and Missouri, we've got General Ulysses S. Grant, yeah. U.S. Grant, who decides that he wants to do a, a scouting mission, reconnaissance mission, raid of, so to speak, of 3,000 men. So he's going to move 3,000 men from Cairo, Illinois, down, you know, down the river, down the Mississippi, uh -huh. uh, and to, to, to attack uh, Belmont, Missouri, with the intention of kind of scouting the troops that the Confederates have in Belmont, Missouri, and Columbus, uh, Kentucky, which they're right across the river from each other. Okay. Right across. Little mountain, just, yeah, just mountains, uh, seeing hills. what's going on. What's seeing up? what's going on. His, his, he's not intending to get into a full raid. He just wants to see what? how many troops the Confederates have in this area. He's just going in, not a full battle. Let's just go see what we can find out, information-wise. Why would why would he send three thousand people for that? That seems like a little like a, a little more than a raid, group. but not. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's not Might. it's not twelve thousand men. It's not a full army like we had. No, in, uh, but it's not not. Threatening. It's not. It's not not threatening. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
So Grant in the morning will land his troops at Belmont. He's going to uh, face heavy opposition from Confederate guns that are on the bluff, which is across from from uh, uh, Columbus, Kentucky. Uh, and uh, but he's going to, you know, like pretty easily just like flip that table over, knock those Confederates off the hills. like suck it. It's mine now. OK. And promptly lose it because Confederate forces from Columbus, Kentucky, underneath Polk, quickly cross the Mississippi and raid them. And they're like, ah, uh, okay, guys, let's let's um, get back to the boats, get in the boats, and steam back up north. So this is a, 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 a little embarrassing. It's a little embarrassing. It's not a loss because it wasn't really a battle. No, and but neither that's side. Neither side gained anything, but neither side really lost anything, and it's kind of ah. embarrassing. This is Ulysses S. Grant. This is U.S. This is our. This is our. Yeah. He's got our name. U- he lost U.S. Grant. United lost. United States Grant is going to lose a little bit of pride because your first actual battle during this war is kind of a. It's like a firecracker going off. The battle uh, will result, like I said, in no strategic effect on either side, but it will result in 120 Union killed, 383 wounded, and 104 missing or captured. Uh, the Confederate losses are going to be 105 killed, 409 wounded, and 117 missing. Uh, and so it's pretty even as a battle yeah. goes. The numbers oh, are all pretty nasty, even. Nasty, nasty battle. I in mean, comparison to some of the other ones that we've right, had so like, far, yeah, I mean, this the, is a, this the is a battle. The one we just talked about had 25,000 men involved in it and... Like you know, had ten, what, ten dudes died. Twentieth of that or something. Like yeah, this is this is this is much higher. This is three thousand men on the Union side, five thousand on the Confederate side. So significant numbers of loss here. That sucks. Yeah, put that down as a loss of life. That's a negative. So kind of a well, we're still it's a we're five to five four. To four. So yeah, still a good week. Works. Still a good week. This week is going to end on that. Oh, we're going to end it on the positive note. We've got Port Royal. We've got a stronghold in South Carolina. We've got Western Virginia locked up. Missouri is at least going to be under better management with with Fremont's gone. So uh, looking up war over by Thanksgiving. That's it for this week in Civil War in Hindsight. If you enjoy this, check out Historic Hindsight. We talk about all kinds of other drunken historical shenanigans like pigs going to war and uh, and the Microsoft Zoom, whatever the hell that was.